morning, good morning, good morning, and welcome to the Back Porch Conja. I am Efa Bayo. Grab a seat, cop a squat, get a chair, pillow, a blanket. Hell, sit right here on the stoop next to me. Get you something cold to drink, some water, some tea, some coffee, some juice. <laughs> Y'all know it's three o'clock somewhere. Get your drink on. I'm not here to judge. Ah, it's October. It is National New Hoodoo Heritage Month. Shout out to your ancestors, to your mama and papa and them and give them light. Share their stories. If you know that you can share it to someone, even a stranger, and if they're willing to listen, share it. And if you have that, that nerve, that heart, write it in a book, publish it. Share their story. Share about Mama Annie and them and how they did so many great things from helping their community with a little bit of conjure, a little bit of root work. Share it. Y'all over water, across water, overseas. Share your history. Share the stories. With that being said, y'all know over on Amazon, you can order my book, my Gather Around the Kitchen Table, Conjure and Spell Book. So y'all know I'm going to read a little bit so you'll get excited. You can order it on Amazon. Gathering Around the Kitchen Table and Other Stories by Ifa Bayo. Everybody wants to be spiritual until it's time to do spiritual things from my mentor. Watching my mom and her friends gather around the kitchen table sharing stories of their youth. One story I listened to Miss Frost. And how she started her journey of spirituality. How she learned spirituality is real. And she had to learn to protect herself and her family. If this ever happened again. Many folks speak about hanks and witches riding their back. Most folks would wake up with marks all over their body or patches of hair missing. They felt everything would wake up scared or confused. Mostly scared of going back to sleep or being alone. Things like this happen to those that have been that had a root put on them or they picked up something while in someone's house or surroundings so you get a witch or a hank to ride your back at night and when that happened you gotta go find a two-headed conjure worker or a root worker to help you remove it they would make you take a bath or say some prayers and clean your head hands and feet they would give you something to put on your bed or by your bed now, if it was affecting everyone, then that meant the whole house had to be blessed. Plus, the folks living there had to be tended to as well. So she started to share how the witch rode her right into spirituality. And if you want to hear more of that and other stories, as well as a few spells that's put in there and the recipes for some baths, maybe you'll order it on Amazon. It's worth the buy. And it's for Who Do Heritage Month. That also puts me in the topic. See, <clears throat> I know I'm going to lose some folks, and some folks going to be like, oh, she hating, she, she hating, baby. It's only hate when it's a lie. I've got time to lie to you. So this new crave, and I'm going to talk to y'all new spiritual folks because I don't want you to get caught up in it. God gave you a gift. 
You have a gift, whether it's a gift of sight or it's a gift of helping somebody or healing somebody or laying hands or praying or just saying a word or dreaming or whatever it is, it's your gift. It is your gift. If you are a tarot reader, read your cards, baby, and stand by them. If you are a mirror reader, scryer, if you are a candle where you read the light by it, if you are reading from the Bible telling people's fortune, whatever it is or divination tool you got, stand by it. Do not compare yourself or get discouraged or allow someone else to dictate about your gift. God gave it to you. He didn't give it to them. And most people are trying to take you out of your gift. And most people are trying to make it seem like what you're doing is wrong while they running around doing all kinds of haphazard shit. So let me tell y'all the new crave that's out. Fell out, had me laughing and tickling because, you know, I'm not bright. I'm not bright. Y'all know I'm not bright. Y'all done heard my goddamn story. But the one thing I am is real. And I tell you my experience. So you don't have to go down that road. And if you do, at least you got something prepared in your magic bag. To help you through. So. <laughs> the new thing that's out now is. I'm a medium. So this woman wrote me. And she said. I'm looking for a tarot card reader. But she also has to be a medium. Now. There's a content creator. That has been running around. She has a million followers. And respect that. That's been running around telling everybody. Right. Or trying to get at everybody. Oh, um, <laughs> and I'll tell you the reason why, but I'm going to go with this first. She went and said, oh, if you're a tarot reader, you're, you're not no good. You have to be a medium because you can't just read cards. You have to be a medium. You got to, you know, speak to, and to, the, to the spirit. So you got to be a medium. So when she said that, everybody in their mother is now a medium. Right. So, you know, me, I, I, I like to look things up. And uh, I said, I said, well, what 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 is a medium? Right. I said, well, what is a medium? Right. In, in, in spirituality. Because, you know, we 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 uh, <clears throat> we we'll take a word. And dead up, right? So a mediumship is the practice of purpose, purposely mediating, communicating between familiar spirits or spirits of the dead and living human beings. Practitioners are known as mediums or spirit mediums. There are different types of mediums or spirit channeling, including seance tables, trances, and Ouija boards, right? <laughs> I tell you, boy, all I can do is laugh, right? So, okay. And it is, it is, you serve as a carrier because this type of energy is like a sound wave, right? <laughs> I tell you, new age people. I, I love the elders. I do. I swear. But I'm, I'm just going to keep on, right? So, she put this out there. And I see now that everybody's a medium. Oh, I'm a medium. I'm I'm a medium ish. I'm medium chip, and you know I I'm a medium. So the lady in my inbox, she said, I'm looking for someone to read cards, but they have to be a medium as well. I said, Oh wow, that's beautiful. I'm large. 
what the fuck she was talking about. <laughs> so <laughs> she said, no, no, no. I need someone that talks to the dead. I said, oh, okay. I said, what, what do you want to say to him? <laughs> she said, oh, I want to ask them, am I on the right path? I said, oh, okay. I said, oh, well, no, I don't know no one that's a medium, a large, or a small, or even an extra. So I don't, I don't know that, right? Ladies and gentlemen, I've been reading cards for 29 years. I've given birth to my cards. I've dedicated them to the ancestors. Everything has a ceremony. Everything is backed by prayer to open you up as a conduit so you can get the message from Egon. Last I talked, Egon's and ancestors are dead, correct? Okay. I love when people play on words, but then I also know that that content creator was getting upset because there's a new one that's out. She has a million. This new young chick is phenomenal. She is. And people are, are really hating on her, but she's phenomenal right and she's doing her thing like she's she's backing it up she's showing you different prayers and all of that right but she say i'm a tarot reader i read so she went from a million to this chick is at two three million right she has a big following young girl so this other content created the first one Oh, if you're only reading tarot cards, you're not really doing anything. You need to be a medium and you need to uh, have that, that, that connection with the spirits or you're not doing anything. So I do know you have a lot of people that play follow the leader, right? They, whatever's new, people jump on it. Last year, everybody wanted to be voodoo. They wanted to be Santeros. They wanted to be Conja. They wanted to be this. So, you know, I remember when everybody was following Santa Marta. Oh, yes, I'm Santa Marta. I'm a child of. I'm a child of. You don't see nobody talking about Santa Marta no more when the homeboy Tata Campo got uh, uh, exposed, right? So you don't see nobody talking about it no more. So people go in, what's new? What's what's happening? What Who has the most followings, right? So the... the those are the ones with the amen choir and the sheeps. They they just follow whatever. They'll go anywhere. Oh, I need a medium. I, I'm a large. Everybody that came in my box yesterday, I'm looking for a medium. I'm a large. I don't sell shirts. How you doing? <laughs> you were given a gift. Do not allow someone to play with words with you to make you feel like you are not doing what you need to do. I had a sister come and tell me, Oh my goodness, I, you know, I've been reading cards and stuff, but now they're saying you have to be a medium. What size shirt you wear, ma? I don't follow the leader. I never did. And I'm not going to start now. I know that God gave me a gift. And I've used it, and it has put me in doors and rooms and around people that I know that I never would have done if I didn't follow and be authentic and be myself and be consistent on who I am. And being disciplined and dedicated and investing in myself. I wouldn't have went to those rooms. I wouldn't have went to those places. I wouldn't have met those people. I wouldn't have been able to have the self-esteem or the gumption to even do a podcast, let alone build a platform to receive money from it. I wouldn't have if I would have followed whatever new trend was out there. If I would have been kissing ass and running around arguing with people and doing unnecessary, 
No, it's not popular. Because I'm not going to lie to you. It's not popular to stand outside and be you. It's not. In the beginning. Because now you have to find your tribe, your village. You got to find that. So it does get lonely while you're healing yourself and building up your self-esteem and being who you are and taking chances and risks and going against that fear to see on the other side where your blessings are challenging yourself. No one wants to do that. Why? Because it requires work, accountability, discipline, faith. And you're standing outside from the people that never invested in you, that only wants to see you as competition, that want to talk about you behind your back and don't even believe in you. And then they want to dumb you down and tell you, oh, if I was you, if if was a fifth, we all be drunk. So I'm happy you're not me. That's the reason why I'm me and you're you. We're not the same. Oh, but if I was you, you're not. So why are we having this conversation? Why am I wasting five minutes on that? I know you lying. Bye. Oh my God. Ifa Bell. She is arrogant. I can't deal with it. She's aggressive. No. I know what I want. I know my worth. There was a brother that asked me, see, when you don't do things in accordingly and you're not in alignment and you're not following what it needs to be followed and holding yourself accountable, you'll come across crooked, crazy folk. This guy was... He asked me, he said, oh, can you come and speak at my event? I said, you want my contract? Oh, a contract? Oh, no. You know, I thought, like, it was $50. I know you fucking lying. <laughs> oh, okay. So, my, my cuckoo daughter, my, you could have took that. I know my word. I did not bend over backwards, sacrifice, invest in myself to get, to sell myself for $50. I'm not a crackhead. No. But didn't you say, no, all good money, all money is not good money. And I'd be damned if I sit down and uh, chase roaches on the floor. No, I'm not doing that. You pay me for my word and for my knowledge. No, we're not doing that. Oh, no. And I need you to see your worth. I used to get mad at my son, right? And my son was the one that taught me this lesson. I used to get mad at my son. My son went to school. He has his doctorate, right? He has his doctorate. And he went to apply for a job. Now, mind you, he didn't have a job. So he went to apply for a job. And they would offer him, like, crumbs, for real. Like crumbs, like $10, $12, right? Now, there's some people, oh, my God, that's better than nothing. My son looked at me. He said, I did not get my doctorate to stoop down to that. So me being, you know, thinking low of myself. Not knowing my worth, right? You all learn lessons from everybody. I said, I would have took it because that's a, one job is better than no job. Like, data, you need to take it. He said, I know you lying. The devil is a lie. <laughs> so I'm sitting there in my feelings. He said, Ma, how much do you charge to read your cards? Back then, because this was a while back, I said 40. He said, and you see this person? They charge 300. They just started. I said, yeah, but they're robbing people. He said, they're not robbing people. He said, did you ever get a reading? No, I ain't paying no 300. He said, and that, he said, and that is why they're there and you're there. I said, no, it ain't about the money you have to. He said, you get $300 doing a reading. If you can't afford it, say that. 
He said, but do you think he's going to sit there and boggle and sit there and go back and forth and be like, well, I read you for $10. No, he know his worth. And if you can get it, then do it. If not, go somewhere else. But he's not going to stop or succumb. And he ain't doing nothing wrong. He's helping people, which is true. I had to really sit with that. I said, yo, you're right. I said, wait a minute. And it's not about the money. It's knowing your worth. And I'm not mad. Now today, everybody's mediums and everything. I'm a large. I'm going to keep on saying that. Um, but who are we getting the messages from if it's not? The day? So now I have to put a title on something. And you should see half of everybody and their mother is a medium. Every time I look on somebody's page, and then I'll go, well, damn, last year they was just tarot readers. So it's no fun being a tarot reader. But let me tell you something. My retirement of reading cards hasn't had come right on time. I'm not in competition because I don't. The one thing that I did learn from Dorothy Morris. She said, you cash your chips and you get out, you know, and it's time for you to elevate. Doesn't mean I'm stopped being spiritual. It doesn't mean that I'm walking away from spirituality, but I've made my name and my, my time reading tarot cards, 29 years. It's a long ass fucking time. And no, I didn't get spiritual when I was five or when I was three or when I was six. No know what I did back then. I know I was running from spirituality and all that. I was selling drugs, hanging out in the street, smoking weed. Spirituality? What the fuck? Yeah, I did. I knew what my mother and them did, and I respected that. Something went haywire, I knew where to go. I was, that wasn't me. That You couldn't have... If you would have told me back then that this would be my path, I might have would have punched you in your goddamn throat and kept on walking. But isn't that how, when you listen to stories of the elders and all of that, that's how it was. Nobody ain't want to take up that. Stand up for who people? Them motherfuckers better stand up for themselves. I know you lied. And it was true. But see, we don't want to talk about that. We don't want to talk about the part like, nah, I was trying to be spiritual. Shit, I was trying to get with shorty. I was trying to do this. Shit, I was trying to get my hustle on. See, we don't want to talk about that because, you know what? That's authentic. That's real. We want to say, when I was three, I had a vision of God, and I knew then I was spiritual, and I I just was reading people and touching people and saying, you are here. Bitch, you the get you rule? Where the fuck was you at? You should have been a phenomenal, because back then, they was putting everything on TV. Why they didn't tell nobody? Oh, I was hitting and waiting for my girl. Child. If you don't sit your cuckoo ass down reading somebody goddamn uh, in the magic or some goddamn show that you done saw, sit down. Because the majority of people didn't even want to do this. Children were born with veils over their face. My brother was. My brother was born with a veil. Not me. My brother was born with a veil on his face. That means a skin, a thin skin over your face. They have to cut it. And you would have, let me tell you, right? Because some folks, they quick for that. Oh, I had a veil over my face. You see my brother Robert Earl on the side of his face. When they cut that skin and they pull it, because back then, we didn't know, we didn't have the medical shit we got now. He still has it. And most people are like, that's his birthmark? He said, no, my birthmark is on my body. He's like, I was born with a veil. You leave that remnant, because in, in the old folks, you were touched by God. God touched you. You are one of his. Touched you. There's so many stories of. Children born with veils. They can see things. They can see the other side because that was God's 
outside confirmation to let us know that this kid right here is going to be special. Children that have that, you know, when people have that blue mark in their eye or it's like a patch. Oh, they we, we already know who they are. Those kids are a fucking beast. They can, they can see shit that we have never thought we would see. Children that have gray hair before they are fucking three or four. We call them the children of Moses. Their prayers alone will open doors and do miraculous things. But we know also they got anger problems. Them motherfuckers will hit you in the head with a brick and keep on going. See, it comes with sitting around that table and listening. Them people didn't care about a title. You know what? You call them some medium or whatever. They look at you like you retarded. Can you take that to the bank? Can we take that to Mr. Sampson's grocery store over there and pick a deadly square and get us something? No, then what the fuck a title mean? It's real talk. We don't want to look at the reality of things. We want to make it glamour and make it pretty and dress it up and put a story behind it. And now we're the great I am until you got to do some shit. See, that's why I like that story that Frost shared. Everybody wants to be spiritual until it's time to do some spiritual things. And that may be for somebody that can't pay you. Oh, what? Wait, hold on. Stop. You about ready to get canceled, Defy Bell. Uh-uh. You can cancel now. Now, folk don't want to hear that now. You, 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 you get ready to take their money away. What? What, what? what if they can't pay you? I got, I got things in my house. My light's going in and out. Stuff is going wrong. My husband is dreaming stuff. My kids are seeing things. That's a big-ass job. That's, that's a few that, that few thousand. But I ain't got no money. I need my family. We, we losing it. Oh, wait. Because see, back in the day, they needs was taken care of. Why? Because faith. Faith without works is dead. That is true. But I got faith. God going to take care of everything. I know my ancestors got me. I ain't worrying about it. I ain't worrying about it. See, it ain't what I want. They take care of my needs. This, this, my needs. My house is, my house paid for. My children all together. They're good. I ain't got no ailments. I got food in my refrigerator. If I want to go somewhere, I can. My man love me. My children doing well. My grandchildren are going great. Everybody under one roof and we living well. We ain't got no complaints. We grateful. So let me go over here and help her. Oh, but mm-mm. Everybody spiritual. Everybody medium. I'm large, <laughs> by the way, if you want to get me something. Uh -huh. But everybody spiritual until it's time. Oh, oh, okay. It's going to be Thanksgiving and Christmas. Now you're going to see everybody giving back. Oh, yeah, I'm going to feed the homeless. Well, what about in the summer? That's why I love Denise. I love her. I swear to God I do. She'll get out there with her table, her umbrella, rain, sleet, or snow. She's going to make sure those babies in them eat. She don't ask for nothing. And she give them a kind word, a hug. She ain't for shit. Even if you tell her, I'm going to be out there. If you don't go, she going. See? That's making sure the village and the people are protected because you are the healer in that community. Oh! But we mediums now. Now we mediums. Hey, Ephi, you a medium. Oh, no, I'm a large. <laughs> hey. No, I'm a medium. I have to conduit. I'm a conduit for the spirit. No, I'm a large. Mm -mm. 
y'all sit back and y'all allow these people to put these words on there because they have a big following and they are sitting here trying to dictate how your gift is. The easiest way to get somebody out the race is to make them feel bad because you already got doubt. You already don't know. You know, when I started this, I asked my children, is there something about you that people can dig up and talk about? They said, if it did, so fucking what? It's your thing. We, we okay. You know, most people, when I said, hey, you know, you can get out there, but you know, people going to get your business. Oh, no, I can't do that. I don't give a fuck what y'all say about me. I don't care. Let me tell y'all. When motherfuckers start canceling me, I curse. If people start canceling me and they started saying all kinds of bad things about me and people were uninviting me and all of that, I still showed up every day. Still. I didn't go and start fighting people. I would show up. And then after a while, I was like, for what? These people never invested in me. And then I met some women that were like, yo, keep going. Stop worrying about them. Why, why are you worrying about them? You're not even at that table. Keep going. Talk about things that you see. Share your knowledge and keep going. Why? We going. We tell people we're on the way. We ain't going to wait for you, though. But we tell them. Okay. And when I started removing myself from certain individuals and started really investing in me and putting my shit together, bow. There you go. See, when I got into the room, I didn't worry about who was sleeping with who and who had the better gift and what she had on and who she was last year. Didn't care about that. I started lining with people. Oh, you an author? Oh, okay. Hey, you are this? Hey, all right. You on TV? Okay. Shh. I started taking notes. See, my cards got me in the room. And I'm grateful for it. Now it's time for you to evolve. You're going to be a tarot reader every day? You're going to sit here and sell oil? Let me tell you, I was making oils back in 80, what? 89, 90, all of the 90s. My company was Imani's No Nonsense Answers. I was selling in schools. I would go down. I was making my oils. All of that. I was making oils. I had a table and everything. I made candles. I don't do that no more. I remember somebody asked me. They was like, you know, you know how to make oils? I said, yeah. Oh, you can give me the recipe? You want to pay me? I remember when Monifa... She, we were all experiment with oil, but she had this one that she called One Love. And when I tell you that oil was beautiful. Ah, oh, man, you can smell it miles away. Beautiful. The sister that made uh, success, sweet smell of success. So I was back there in those days making oils and candles and dipping them, making incense, rolling them, using DPG so it don't have the black smoke coming out when you're making them. Oh, I know what I'm talking about. But when I got in the room with those women to learn how to make oils and all of that, but I also got in the room of how to do spiritual stuff. How to, because it was other women in there. And I elevated. See, I knew back then how to occupy room. Why? Because I sat around older women. I never hung around people my age. Because, see, you didn't know how to, first of all, I didn't hang around people my age. I didn't. You know, I had friends, mind you, that were my age. But when it came to me learning and knowing business and learning how to make money and learning how to promote myself, I didn't hang around people that were my age. Because if you didn't know how to pay rent and how to 
manage your money and how to uh, get it out there and hustle. And, you know, all you're doing is waiting on your mama and them to give you some money. I couldn't, I couldn't relate to you. So I hung around women that were out there hustling, doing, you know, making sure that if you something you want, you know, make sure you can work to get it. And then I had kids. So I, I couldn't just wait on welfare and wait for my mother and father to give me something. Yeah, I had both parents. <laughs> so I didn't, I didn't want that. Because I knew in the back of my mind, I don't know why, but I always had that concept. They're not going to be here forever. So I have to learn how to get out here and take fucking hits on my back. And I had to learn to be in a room where there are scammers and, and, and naysayers and still hold my own and stand ten toes in what I believed in. Because all manner of people will come at you. Even the very ones that you brought in the room with you will stab you in your back. But then I also had to learn I don't follow a crowd. I don't. What you like today, I may not like at all. Or I may do something else. Doesn't mean I don't love you. Doesn't mean that we're not friends. But you're an individual like I am. I don't need to follow everything you do. My greatest friends is we speak to each other. And we may not speak to each other in months or years. Because we got lives. We got things to do. We're adults. But when we do sit down... We enjoy each other's company. We share our life stories and we motivate and help each other. But we're also self-sufficient. I don't need to call you every five minutes. Oh, my girl, I'm going to do it. No, bitch, pull your fucking pants on and get out here and do what you were born to do. You know how to fix this. Now, if you just need somebody to cuss you out and get you back on alignment, okay, I'm going to do that. But take your ass on. And I, I hear about you later on. I ain't going to call you tomorrow. I got shit to do too. Put that battery in your back and get out there and move. Those are the friends I got. I can't call them and be like, oh, girl, they on Facebook and they said I got to be a medium. Get the fuck off of Facebook with your cuckoo ass and stop getting on my phone wasting my free minutes. That's how my friends are. For real. They don't know how to sugarcoat nothing. They give it to you raw and real because that's the era I grew up in. We ain't got time to be sitting here holding your hands. Oh, we're going to keep you in the light. No, get up. Do what you need to do. You got rent to pay. You can't go to your landlord. Oh, my God, they called me a medium and I don't know it. <laughs> no, no, I know you lying. Now, some people, oh, my God, if I pay, oh, she's, she's really aggressive. She don't, I'm not holding your hand, mom. If your mother didn't hold your hand and teach you how to live, I told y'all, my father told me when I was a kid, I got one job. And I was like, huh? And he embedded that in me. He said, I got one job to teach you because I'm your parent. He said, I've lived in this world without you, without you in it. He said, now I need to teach you how to live in the world without me being in it. Real talk. And I had to remember that because I had to tell my kids, I lived in this world without you. I have to teach you how to live in this world as though I'm not in it. Because you have to be self-sufficient. You got to know what it is you want. You got to stand your ground. You got to know your worth. And don't hit me in the head with, that's the problem. I don't know what my worth is. If you don't, then somebody else will always tell you. Your price, who you are. No. I'm walking in the room knowing who I am. No. 
I'm not going to worry about people in the nosebleed section. Ah, you booing. You're not even on the field. I'm on the field. Uh-uh. And guess what? Now, I'm going in the coach's box. The owners. Fuck the coaches. I'm in the owners. I own the team now. I'm not. It makes no sense for me to continue to play on the field. Why I did that? I was once in the nosebleed section. Then I got down there on the field. I was an owner. Oh, well, a coach. I was coaching. Coached a lot of people. Now I'm the owner. Everybody got involved. Got to evolve. We got to grow. But all that following, I'm a medium. Uh, you got to be a medium. People are going to go for what is new to them. That word been around for fucking eons. Remember Sylvia, the white lady with the white hair that used to be on Montel Williams' show? Wasn't she a medium? Wasn't she? Ain't that been around? Now all of a sudden, we got social media. It's a phenomenal now. Now you have to be a medium. You got. I have to be a mediumship. I'm, I'm a medium for psychics. If you don't sit your cuckoo ass down. Sorry you never read a book. Sorry you wasn't uh, knowledgeable. You don't know where the library is. Do you own the library card? Because you would have known this been around for years. But now that it's on social media, it got to be true now. Everybody and their mother, I'm a medium. I'm a medium. I'm a medium. Okay. I'm a large. <laughs> I'm a large. And I'm going to keep on saying that. What you is a large? I'm a large. Because people love to make something. That, you know what my father would say? Real talk. I don't know why, but I just been channeling my dad. You know what my father would say? Folks would just take a beautiful steak and put it on a pile of shit and sell it. As long as it got a rose in it, it's good. <laughs> like, what, sir? Be like, people will sell you bullshit. My step, my yo, know, my father-in-law, right? Ebay. Yo, Rob, big Rob was funny. Whenever you told something that didn't make no sense, he used to be like, yo, let me get my feet up. What? Cause I don't want to step in your bullshit, man. <laughs> The men, I don't know about y'all, but this October, the men has been coming through. I've been telling more stories about my pops and all of them. It's the men that have been coming through, like standing right there. Like, yo, remember when I told you this? Remember this? And it'd be certain things like now, my father-in-law, man, yo, that nigga was everything. I loved the shit out of him. I met him before I even met his son. And he used to tell me, you're going to be with my son. I was like, sir, I don't even know your son. And I remember I was walking from Jamaica Avenue. And he pulled over. I had my kids with him. He was like, get on. I'm going to give you a ride. So I jumped in because I was tired. And I had my kids. I knew him from the area, from the block. But I, I didn't know he had, I didn't know that was Craig's dad. So he used to have a blue van. I mean, a, a beige van, a cream van. And shit was beautiful inside. He took care of it. And he was like, um, yeah, he said, you walking out here in this sun with those babies. I was just like, shit, I'm tired. I just came from the welfare, too. Like, listen, I'm going to tell you the truth. And he dropped me off. And every time I would see this dude, he was like, yo, you're going to meet my son one day. And at first, I remember like, sir, you don't have no son. But I hope you ain't trying to talk to me because you like my father. He's, you know, he looked at me. He said, you little heifer. <laughs> arrogant heifer. I don't want you. I got a wife. He said, can't nobody be nice to you? He said, that's why you need my son in your life. What? I said, sir, you trying to get me to have your son in my life? What? You trying to, you getting rid of him or something? You need a babysitter? Like, no. Now, mind you, me and Craig was going to Andrew Jackson together. I did not know that was his pops. So one day we all left school early, right? We got out early. And we all left Jackson. And Craig was like, yo, y'all want to come in my backyard and play some spades? 
And I was like, shit, come on, y'all, you know, because what we going to do? I'm going to get home. My mother was babysitting my son and my daughter. So I was like, what am I going to do? Go home? I was like, nah, she think I'm going to come home at 3 o'clock. Yeah, I'll tell you the truth. I ain't got shit to hide. So we back there and we playing spades, right? And Craig went to go get something to drink. He was like, yo, y'all want something to drink? He was like, yeah. He said, yo, I got sodas in the house. I was like, okay. His mom was in the backyard and stuff. Craig's uh, garage looked like an apartment, you know? So we in there and the man comes in the backyard. So I'm telling Teresa and I'm like, yo, that's the dude. And he's looking and I'm like, yo, that's the dude that he's always like, you know, looking out for me, be coming by, giving the kids candy and shit. Like, what are you doing here? Didn't do on me. That was Craig's pop. So Craig come out and uh, Craig is smiling from ear to ear. And I'm looking at my father, little big Rob. And I was like, Craig, how you know him? He said, yo, that's my father. I said, yo, get out of here. And he kept on smiling, laughing, saying, I told you you was going to have my son in your life. And I just fell out for real. Fell out. Fell out. Yo, but I loved my, my father-in-law, man. I remember one time I was in the store and this is this dude, this grown ass man. He used to all, and I was young then, and he used to always, um, that's why I said I knew him around the neighborhood. He used to always fuck with kids, man, like always curse us out, things like that, try to throw bottles at us and shit. And yo, Craig Pops jumped out of his van. He said, one, she's a child. Two, she's a young girl. And he knocked the shit out of that fat dude. And I just feel like, thank you, sir. He was like, no, don't worry about the little one. You know, go ahead, baby girl. Go ahead and go where you need to go. You know, tell your pops, too. Hey, um, this fool said something. And I sure did. My father came up there and everything. But, yo, they were, they were instrumental, instrumental in my life. And for this month, you know, I, I was telling the sister yesterday. I said, I don't know about mediums, right? Guy ain't that. I said, but you will always know how the next year is coming. I was, this is what I was taught. I know about y'all. I was taught by old women, Southern women. You will always know the vibe or the energy or what's going to take place in the new year. You will know in October because that's when the veil is thin. And that's when your ancestors, your egos, your, your, your spirits come. And they talk to you and they show you visions. That's when most people already know. But I know next year is going to be the season of the man. Because all my male spirits have been standing up. Standing up. Rem reminding me of the messages that brought me to from A to B. That kept my head on the spiritual. That made sure I knew who I was. That I wasn't supposed to be taken for a joke or nobody's doormat. At all. The men have been standing up. So I know that next year, I don't know where the Risha is going to reign. I don't. But I also know next year it's going to be more about if you don't have your mental intact. Remember I said it. If you don't have your mental intact, it's going to be a lot of mind games. People are going to play with your mind. That's why I'm trying to make sure you stand on who you are. Therapy is going to be at an all-time high. It is. Because people like to play mind games. You got to check facts. You got to make sure you know who the fuck you're talking with or who you're dealing with. Not because they cool on social media. No, I need to see you in real life. I need to see dating. Oh, yeah, dating is going to be something. But 
It ain't going to be no more. It's going to be a lot of motherfuckers kicking people out their crib. Let me tell y'all that. For real. Y'all heard it first. Fuck with social media. You got these people. You should already see. Because people are no longer taking this. Oh, yeah, we can live together. No, 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 no. Light bills and stuff got to be paid. I got to get out here and make this coin. We ain't doing that no more. Either we going to come together as one or you going to go somewhere else and do your one over there. But it's going to be a lot of men standing their grounds. It's going to be a lot more men buying houses. It is going to be a, men are going to finally take their place. They are going to start showing they're vulnerable. They have, they have feelings. They can cry. They can have bad days. They're going to let you know their love language. Got nothing to do with them being feminine or anything like that. But men are finally going to take their place. Enough is enough. Watch. Men are coming back stronger. Ain't gonna be now. Yeah, you wanna see sprinkles of people still being ignorant and stuff like that. But watch the focus is gonna be about men coming back home taking care of their children. It ain't gonna be no more. Oh well, if I can't deal with the mother, I don't want the kids. Nah, but you you take care of you. I got I got my children. It is. Yeah, women are gonna be petty. Sorry, sisters, because it's not your year. Women are gonna be petty. And take them to child support. And they're going to be like, yo, whatever I need to do. But I'm going to make sure I'm in their lives. Men are coming back being in the life. Men, it's going to be more men. It's going to be more messages for men. Men are going to reign this year. I don't know who the Arisha is, so don't get me on that. But I know that the man is coming forward. For real. And is it going to be a lot of trials and tests for men? Yes. Because, see, when men stand up. And they start taking care of the village, the opposition, the ops, the police, all of that. It's going to be more, watch, y'all going to see more police presence. It's going to be more police. They're going to start recruiting more officers. Why? Because that spirit of the black man or the man itself, it's not even about colors. The men are standing forward. They're taking a stand. They're going to go back into the homes. Watch, watch. I'm telling y'all, watch. Watch, but you'll see, you'll see how, how this year, but it is, it's going to be, so do not allow people to play with your intelligence. You smart. You could read a book. Mediumship been around for eons. You a tarot card reader, whole lot. Be the best tarot card reader you can and start investing in yourself. Let them pay for your, your gift. Don't give it away for free. Stand on your morals and principles. If it does not seem right, don't do it. All money ain't good money. You can, you have the right to say, find somebody else to do it. You don't have to be something you're not. That's the greatest thing my Tata Felix ever said. Don't ever be something you're not. And I sure don't. I don't feel, and no one could ever make me feel ashamed. I've been reading cards for 29 years. Boo, how much you had under your belt? And yeah. We're not even in the same lane. Why would I give you a reply? But when you come into my inbox to say, I'm looking for a medium. I'm looking for a large girl. What, what you selling? Because <laughs> that's the title of this. I'm a large. I'm a large. For real. Do not allow people to use words of pretty words and dress something up. Knowing that, boo, just last week. Just last year, you were, uh, and I get it. We invested in ourselves. Then invest. Invest in yourself. Show you're worthy. Because you know, 
spiritualist. They got to be under someone. You ain't just going to be, I'm just walking out. Now I'm on Facebook and I changed the words and now I'm a medium. I'm a medium. I, I do medium chips and I, I'm a medium. I have to control. I'm, I'm cognate. I'm deaf. I'm that. Okay. All right. So who did, no spirit taught me. Oh, all right. We got one of those. All right. Okay, girl. Talk to you later. But I am, I, I've been called by spirit. I was called by God. Okay. We all got it. We called by somebody. I'm happy that your phone wasn't busy. You wasn't on another line. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Yeah, you know, because I see into the life. If I be, stop before you even take that sentence, before you go anywhere else. Because I'm going to tell you one or two things. I remember my godmother said that shit. I was like, what? You can't do that. She said, I know you lying. Before you say one or two things, if you sit here and say your spirit saying there's not a name, because see, where I come from, even growing up, when you said the prayer, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those that trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the Father, and the power, and the glory. Amen. God bless my mother and father. God bless my brother man. God bless my brother Robert. See, we said names. When you die, you die with your name. You don't become spirit. Oh, yes, spirit. What's their name? Huh? Get out my face. Do not try to read me because of something you've seen on Facebook. And now all of a sudden, girl, I, I, have, a, I have a message from you. No, you don't. Because, see, I take care of mine. And just because I don't post that I might have went here, I might have been at a missile, or I might have sat at the feet of a ruler because I don't post it. Now all of a sudden you see me posting something. Now it's, oh, my spirit has spoken to your spirit. What's my spirit name? Huh? What's my spirit name? Oh, I don't do names. Then don't do the message. I remember I was standing next to a girl and this lady walked up, right? She did not come near me. Now, mind you, yeah, I was wrapped. I was wrapped up for the gods, right? I had my head wrapped. I had my locks under there. I had the wrapped skirt and I had my white t-shirt and I used to wear white um, skippies. So, and it was this really pretty brown and beige print that I had. So the lady didn't come near me, Right. She went to the girl that was standing next to me and she was like, oh, the spirit is telling me that you're having a problem that one of your kids are going through and you need help. So I'm standing there looking at her and I'm looking at the lady. I ain't say nothing in my business, right? I'm, I'm sitting there because see the lady she was speaking to, the girl she was speaking to was my cousin. So I already know, right? So I'm standing there and stuff. And she said, oh, okay. She said, well, how do I, um, how do I get, you know, help? Like, what do I need to do? Oh, here's my card. And, you know, you're going to have to pay me for the answer. <laughs> that tickled me. I bust out laughing. I did. And my cousin bust out laughing. She said, wait, hold on. <laughs> you gave me the message from the spirit. But in order for me to get an antidote or some help, I got to pay you how much? Oh, well, a job like that is going to cost like 500 She said, ma'am, I'm not paying you and I don't have a problem. She said, but thank you. She said, no, you're going you're gonna to see it and you're going to come and find me. So here's my card. She said, no, I'm not. She said, trust me, I'm not. She said, and thank you. She said, but spirit don't give you that. 
Egon don't give you that. Ancestors don't give you that. God doesn't give you that. They don't give you a problem without a solution to fix it. And now I have to pay because I didn't see my problem. I had to see it through you. So I got to pay you to fix this. But God gave you the message or whoever gave you the message for me to have. But you can't give me a solution. But I have to pay you $500. Oh, okay. So my phone is broke. God can't talk to me. My spirits don't talk to me. You don't even know who I am. You just walked up to me because I don't look like my cousin. I'm not wrapped up. So you already took that her. And what if I'm the spiritual one and she's not? She was like, ah, uh, so you judging a book by its cover. And then you must have thought, well, what if she would have been my godmother or my mentor or whatever? You didn't even have respect for her. You didn't even greet her. You walked up to me and gave me a spirit from mess from a message from spirit. She was like, if you don't go sit your ass down, me and my cousin might whoop your ass. How about that? And the lady walked off, started mumbling something, right? In the language. She turned around. Now, my cousin speaks Yoruba. She turned around and she started chanting some shit. And that lady looked at her with shock and ran. <laughs> I said, ain't this something for real? Do not allow people to swallow you, swingle you, or put something in your head that's not there. Just because you don't have the attire, you don't have 50 million Alekes, or you don't have an African name, or you do not the look of it, and you know you don't know the proper words to say. So it doesn't make you spiritual. What? Even in the Bible it says we're all born with gifts. Some preachers, some teachers, some healers, some seers. We're all born with that. I don't need a title. When I walk in the door, my spirits introduce me before I get there. And if there's something for me to do, then I'll do it. It may not come in the fact of or in the guise of, oh, my spirit said, it might just me listening to you. Talk about your life. It just might, my presence just might be there to give you hope. Maybe you just need a hug because your mama used to hug you back in the day and she's no longer here. Maybe it could just be the atmosphere that I change and you change. It could be a plethora of things. Doesn't have to be a title. While you're on this spiritual journey, be authentic. Be you. God gave it to you. Well, my friends don't believe in it. Fuck your friends. They they didn't get the they didn't get the vision. You know when you're in alignment, everything works together for your greater good. Real talk. Everything works together for your greater good. They take care of your needs, not your wants. I want so many things. But I don't have a need of nothing because spirit takes care of me. Egum, ancestors, Risha, everybody. They take care of it. I don't got no complaints. Told y'all when my brother was sitting there, he was going off. And I was like, why well, I'm complaining? If gas went up, I can still get in the car. If rent went up, I'm still able to pay for it. If food went up, I still can go in the supermarket and buy the things that I eat, that I like. So why am I complaining? It's going up, but I'm in alignment. See, when you are in alignment and you are following your purpose and you are working on yourself, healing 
those traumas and triggers and doing your shadow work and all of that. It all falls in alignment. And it all works together for your greater good. Let me say that for the people in the back. It all works together for your greater good. Ashe, Ashe, oh, hallelujah. All right, let the church say amen, amen. But if I have to every other month change a title in my name, I already know I'm out of alignment. I'm trying to find myself, and there's nothing wrong with that. Finding yourself takes time, takes consistency, takes discipline, takes faith, takes work. Finding yourself. That's true. You might be the guru today, tomorrow, or next week. You might be the medium. I'm large. You might be a witch. You might be a pagan. You might be an old bear. Because you're trying to find yourself. I, listen, I'm not giving you this podcast or this conversation to down someone. But I know that we're all on this journey of aligning ourselves to our greater good and to our destiny and our purpose. But the worst thing we do is we start comparing ourselves and we start comparing our gifts and we see somebody else faking the funk, majority of them are, but online or on social media and they're, oh, I'm miraculously healing somebody. And now, because we're reading the comments and, oh my goodness, they have a following. Just be you. Just be you. When I, had, when I used to be under Angel, he used to always say, fuck quantity. Quantity is just numbers. I like quality. How many people have you helped? How you made an impact. And the first group of people that I want to know about is your family. That's the first ones. How are you healing your family? How are you allowing them to grow? As a mother, I had to learn that. And like I said, the men have been really standing up. And I, you know, me and my daughter, we was seeing difference of opinions. But then when I heard my father say, I got to teach you how to live in this world. Because see, I lived in this world without you. You've never lived in this world without me. My number one job is to teach you how to live and function as though I'm not here. Pause. I can't baby my daughter forever. She's a grown ass woman. She is 34 years old. She got the tools. Something go wrong. She know who to call. She know who holds her head. And my yacht told her that herself. So spiritually, she already know who she is. Physically, she knows who she is. She been raised around. See, she had the privilege of being raised around her grandmother and all of them. She touched New Orleans soil. She knows who she is. I can't micromanage her. I can't tell her what's good for her life because it's her life. So I had to back up. And I sent her a text and said, no matter what, I love you. But live your life in the best possible way you can. And she is. Can't get mad. She got her own apartment, her own job. I don't have to like it because it ain't my life. It's hers. See, the first ones you got to start with is your family. Can't be a hill of many if you can't handle the ones that you got. Ah, so, y'all mediums, I'm a small, I'm a large. How you doing? 
Welcome to the Back Porch Conjure. And happy Hoodoo Heritage Month, y'all. And let's start appreciating our gift, our talent, even ourselves. All right.